You know who's got the hardest job tonight? Javier Bardem and his wife are both nominated. Now, if she loses, he can't win. <laughs> he is praying that Will Smith wins. Like, please, Lord. Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it. All right? <laughs> it's, that, was a, that was a nice one. Okay. I'm out here. Uh-oh, Richard. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. The Wow, dude. Yes. It was a G.I. Jane jump. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. I'm going to, okay? <laughs> I can, oh, okay. That was a greatest night in the history of television. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm Michael. And I'm Stephanie, the Sea Witch of the North. And welcome to the Spookies Podcast. Okay, so this is a part two of our Q&A since I'm buried in Jeffrey Epstein's uh, dirty laundry and researching that case and we're moving. Mm-hmm. And uh, I need to take a shower because I feel filthy after reading and researching about Jeffrey Epstein so just much. Just the shit you've shared with me makes me feel disgusting. That's just the tip of the iceberg. I know, I know. It's so gross. So, he is so gross. Something very important happened Sunday night. From the moment it happened, <laughs> my DMs are blowing up, wanting us to talk about what everyone is talking about on social media, the slap heard around the world. For those of you who don't know, uh, the Oscars. Yeah, I know. Who was watching that? Yeah, who fucking still watches this shit? Uh, that was on Sunday night, mm-hmm. and Chris Rock came out to present... Uh, best documentary i believe mm-hmm. we weren't watching it we were actually in bed just kind of watching it through twitter which twitter, is twitter and i would get on like um i think the a app. cable app or the something spectrum app yeah yeah we were half watching it half watching it i really wanted to just see billy eilish before <laughs> yeah bay uh chris rock came out to present the uh best documentary award and he made a joke about jada pinkett smith the actor Will Smith and his wife Jada Pinkett were in the audience. And Will Smith laughed at the joke initially. Because it was funny. Yeah, he made a joke about alopecia. It, no, it wasn't even about al- alopecia. It was just a tame fucking bald joke. Because she keeps shaving her head. And I think everyone has thought it's a fashion statement. At least I did for he a He said she time. was going to be in G.I. Jane 2. Which, Chris. Maybe giggle. <laughs> what decade are you in? I know, but it's funny. That's a 90s movie. What the fuck, man? Well, it made my old ass laugh. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm young and hips. So I don't. But like I don't it. like Jada Pinkett. It's anyway. a lame joke. <laughs> well, everything appeared fine for like five seconds. I was watching this though when it occurred. Okay, trying to talk. <laughs> everything appeared fine for five seconds. Yeah, and then uh, Will Smith 
starts walking up on stage and Chris Rock is like, oh, here we go. And then Will Smith smacks the shit out of Chris Rock. Yeah. On live television. It's a loud slap. It was so quick. I actually thought it was fake because I was watching it in American TV right after the slap. They like cut to black and then my app quit working. So I immediately get over to Twitter. I'm like, what the hell is happening? And of course, people who have been watching the stupid Oscars in Japan and in Australia, they've got the unfiltered footage of this slap heard around the world. And it appears that um, Will Smith is cussing Chris Rock out. Yeah, he goes back and he sits down and he starts saying, keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth yeah. over and over. And he's angry. He's visibly very yeah, angry. Yeah, and Chris he's Rock's like, like... His eyes are all red. He's like... Dude, it was a G.I. Jane joke. Like, and calm he down. Start, he has this moment where he uh, he almost seems like he's going to fight back. Like, he's going to go there. And then he, he catches himself. Verbally. Like, just give him an ass whooping verbally and say a bunch of shit. That would have embarrassed them, I'm sure. I can't wait to hear it in a special. <laughs> now, I just want to say, if some dickhead talks shit about Stephanie, I would smack the shit out of them. <laughs> And if he talks shit about Billie Eilish, I would knock his ass <laughs> out. Up. I'm not fucking around when it comes to why women. <laughs> You're women. But what, as what we all we know, <laughs> I'm a toxic male. I'm problematic. <laughs> no, no. Look, this is horrible. Will Smith. And I like Will Smith. I, I do too. I've been a fan of his forever. Yeah. I, I, since since the first, Fresh Prince. Fresh Prince. Yeah. I like Independence Day. I like Men in Black. I actually like the movie I Am Legend, even though the CGI and that is shit, but I think that's one it's of It's a his, great movie, though. His best performance. Yeah, it's really good. He really captures the loneliness of being the last man alive. Mm-hmm. What the fuck were you thinking, man? Like, really, what the fuck? Like... <sighs> the joke wasn't even that... To, to me, if you can't take a joke, and apparently she has... Uh, Jada has al- alopecia. I didn't know, but... What I've been reading so far is that her whole thing is she's out and proud about her alopecia. She's proud of her well, bald head. She doesn't care what anybody thinks. Blah, 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 blah. But she can't take a fucking joke that's what? Uh, bald men across the world have like heard bald jokes their whole lives. Well, and I, she's too much of a fucking snowflake that it was so bad that she had to send her man up there to go slap the shit out of fucking now, Chris Rock. Because as soon as he looked at her because she was rolling her eyes and making faces... That's when he shot up there like an arrow. He would rather make a fool of himself on national TV, jeopardize his career, than get in trouble with his wife. Yeah, I'll say this. I don't think the joke was funny. I, I think Chris Rock, he was telling a dad joke. It's stupid. <laughs> I, I don't think Chris Rock is funny anymore. I think he's... I, li- I like him. <laughs> I don't dislike him. I-, I liked him in Fargo, the show, but I just don't think he's funny anymore. I've always liked his humor. He's funny. He was funny back in the 90s, which is why he's telling jokes in the 90s. <laughs> you know, but there's a good argument to be made that that was also the peak of Will Smith was the 90s, too. True. You know? Early 2000s. But let's yeah. just imagine this. What if Amy Schumer, who was the host, what if she was telling that joke and he went up there and smacked the shit out of her? It would be a very different conversation. Because then he's hitting a woman. Yeah. And you would have woke people on Twitter defending a black man hitting a woman because he's black. Yeah. People have tried to make this about race. It was two black men. Yeah. They were trying to say it was white supremacy that made Will Smith do this. (laughs) And it wasn't even satire. What was it? Forbes? Some crappy column in Forbes? Forbes is always shitty. 
I also Who love the that we're getting Forbes. woke points from something called Forbes. Forbes. I thought that was a conservative rag. Well, it's about money. It's founded by a conservative. Isn't it about money? It's it's trying. It's now tied into the Elon Musk hipster. Oh Jesus! So it's probably bullshit. like Bitcoin mag. Yeah. And NFTs. I just want to say I want to see Will Smith punch Kid Rock. That would be good. <laughs> just go down the list of rocks. Now that's another thing. He would not have punched the Rock. If it hit, look, if Chris Rock had been a big man like The Rock or any of these other actors who were just ginormous, no fucking way. Will so Smith there's another thing. Them. So Judd Apatow tweeted out this tweet about how like he could have killed uh, Chris Rock. And initially, yeah, it sounds like an overreaction. But when you find out, I don't think most people know this. Chris Rock is 57. I didn't know this. He's a fucking grandpa. I knew he was older, but I didn't realize it. he's he looks so good for his age. But that still doesn't mean that your body isn't actually 57. Well, it could be me. Yeah. I'm 40, and if my head, somebody hits me and my head hits the wrong area, I could die. This has happened to people younger yeah, than me. Yeah, yeah, you hit, you're right at the right, wrong place, actually. And I'm not, you know, being alarmist about this, okay? No, and you know what? Chris Rock was actually leaning in, which is probably why he didn't fall over, because I think he thought Will Smith was going to say something to him in his ear. And he, I, he looks totally just shocked that he got slapped, like hard slapped. Like, it was a slap. Well, maybe that's what they want you to think. Because maybe this was all staged. The fuck this is was. the new, this is <laughs> going around on Twitter. Our friend Chris Knowles believes it was all staged. If it was staged, they would have had better camera angles. They would have had it, like, framed up right. I it love, wasn't, because he just comes out of nowhere. I love a good crisis actor conspiracy theory. <laughs> but the problem with that is this happened near the end of the show. Yeah. Stage it at the beginning so more people will watch. You know, get them all in. Yeah. Come in. Now, I guess I'll define... This badly produced show. It was a train wreck. Mm -hmm. It was a train wreck before, before the fighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but for those of you who don't know, a crisis actor is a term usually used by conspiracy theorists who claim that mass shootings and other disasters are staged <laughs> or that the family members are being played by actors in order to pass scary gun control laws. It's the Sandy Hook Sandy bullshit Hook. from... Um, What's that fat asshole's name? Uh, Alex Jones. Yeah. We're going to get to in a minute because we got a question about that. Here's the problem, though. So, Will Smith goes up there. He punches Chris Rock. Mm -hmm. Then, he wins Best Actor. And he goes up on stage. And he gives this really bizarre speech. About he hope and love. And love makes you do crazy things. And... He apologizes to the Academy. And, but not to Chris Rock. And to the people who are sitting there, but not to the man he assaulted. And everybody gives him a standing ovation. And he wasn't taken from the room either. And that leaves a bad taste in my mouth. It does for me as well. And not because I want to see Will Smith hauled off to jail. No, I like Will Smith. But you're sending the wrong message yeah. to him if mm -hmm. you're giving, you're reinforcing that he did the right thing. Yeah. That it's okay to react violently to a joke. Yeah. Now, here's the other thing. I don't believe that uh, Chris Rock should apologize for the joke, or any joke. I don't believe comedians should ever apologize for the jokes they tell. I don't care how horrible the joke is. Yeah. That's just a rule with comedy. You don't apologize. And also, look, I know people with alopecia, you know. Mm -hmm. I, I have a form of it, so yeah. Well, all the men in my family... On the male, on my father's side, have gone bald. I could go bald. I have a full head of hair, but I could go bald. Mm -hmm. Okay, in the next ten years, nobody cries when men go bald. 
But we're supposed to cry when a woman who looks great, by the way. <laughs> she's beautiful. Yeah. Jada Pinkett Smith looks great. She's 50 years I, old. Honestly, I swear to God, I thought she was just doing fashion moment stuff. Like she was just doing it for like a big chop or, you know, like just trying to be edgy. Whatever, because she's she's all up in her own ass. Alopecia is not talk. a disability. It's not ableist to make a joke about it. It's it's, it's your autoimmune system, but I don't think it, it's a full body autoimmune system effect. Oh, well, it can be, but I don't think it, it's the same as some of the other autoimmune. The movie conditions. that won the best picture, Coda. Uh, the actor who won, I forget his name, but he's deaf. Yeah, that's a disability. <laughs> it's very hard if you to function can't walk, in a hearing. If you world. can't see, if you can't hear. Those are disabilities. Or yeah. if you've got, you know, uh, anything that keeps you from functioning with a normal life. Having a bald head is not going to keep you from having a normal life. I have disabilities. And it has kept me from having normal jobs and functioning like a normal human being. It has been really difficult to live my life. So, And I don't think... And I have a form... I have alopecia areata. Um, and... Fortunately, I don't have like big bald patches, but I have little spots because my thyroid is attacking my body and my body doesn't think I need hair. And so I have these weird little oval spots around and you can't see it. You never will. And it is demoralizing to lose your hair, it, especially as a woman. It's just really fucking demoralizing. That being said, if your whole thing is that you are super strong and you love that you're bald and nobody can bother you or phase you, you don't care that you're bald. But then the first time someone makes a stupid joke about your bald head you you lose your mind see i think this is and where is where is her fucking agency where is jada pinkett smith's fucking I agency i think in this? this is what's weird about this is that they're they're saying it's okay for men to defend their wives mm -hmm. through violence yeah but at the same time you're woke and it's like but that's not woke no you know woke. it's the opposite you don't No, this is a very conservative patriarchal idea yes. that, you know and like I said, it's look, toxic masculinity. Look, Let's just say what it is. If somebody was making fun of Stephanie and, and you know calling her ugly to her face, something, yeah, I probably would punch the shit. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> okay, I'm a toxic male. We all know this. Uh, anybody's listening to this podcast knows this. But, but if look, we were at a comedy special and like someone made a crack at me, I wouldn't expect you to go up there and hit the comedian. I'd be like, whatever. You know, I'd either get up and leave or probably laugh. I would say something back. Or that, yeah, I might just heckle back if, if you know, that's the but case. But Will Smith didn't do this because he was a part of the Illuminati. Um, <laughs> what the fuck? He did this? this because he's in a toxic relationship with Jada Pinkett Smith. Yes. Now we sound like we're the Dr. Phil show. No, but, uh, but if you've been in an abusive relationship, these signs are all there. Will Smith clearly wants to be in a traditional marriage that is not open. Yeah. And Jada Pinkett does not. Jada Pinkett has cheated on Will Smith over and over again. He's a cuck. Yeah. Guy is a cuck. She's openly cuckolding him and then talking about his impotence, probably because she's openly cuckolding him. And then he's talked about how he's actually vomited from having sex with other women. Dude, my dude, your, your whole body is telling you that what you're experiencing and what you're doing is not good for you. Get the fuck out of this shit. And look, I've been in an abusive relationship. I know how hard it is to leave. I know the manipulation and, uh, and levers that are pushed on you and how it can start to feel normal when you've been in it long enough. So does the fact, though, that everybody stood up and gave him applause, does that lend any credence to the idea this was all staged? What benefit do you think 
that the Oscars would get from this being staged, other than people talking about it on social Just media. Just that they watched it? I don't really know, because I don't think it's helped. Uh, it's not going to help Will Smith's career. The movie that won Best Picture is forgotten, because all people talk about is this attack, this yeah, assault. Yeah, no one gives a shit about the other awards that were given out that night. I want to say this, and I don't like Donald Trump. We all know this. But mm-hmm. if Donald Trump did this, nobody would be defending it. Right. Okay? Right. It's because people like Will Smith. Yeah. It just shows you how bias affects yeah. people's... You know, I actually, it would be great if Donald Trump was hosting. Well, the fact that he's sitting there laughing at the joke and then he sees his crazy wife uh, who has this, she's giving him eyeballs and that's when he goes and slaps. But she has this terrible fucking show called The Red Table it, it's Talk. It's on Facebook, I believe. It's on Facebook. Meta? <laughs> and it, <laughs> The metaverse? It, it, it's really, she's so fucking inappropriate with this show. She calls it authenticity, but she is, is honestly, she's crossing boundaries with her own children boundaries with her husband about being authentic but really centering herself in the middle of of emotional things they've gone through like her daughter cutting herself and she just laughs it off like oh <laughs> steffi and i agree it's all jada's fault we're misogynist i don't like her <laughs> I, I think she's a toxic woman i think she's a narcissist of the highest order i think she's poison and i look my brother was married to a woman just like this oh just fucking like this and the problems that have arisen from that relationship are still here today. And that has been over 10 years ago. I might have mentioned this before, but I talked to somebody who was there, a journalist, and they said that you could hear it in the mm-hmm. room. It was real. Yeah. Um, I believe it was real. I don't see how anyone gained anything from this. You can hear it through Chris Rock's mic. It's so loud. Yeah, there's all, Also, you can see it on his face. You can see the, the mark on yeah. his face I, if you pay attention. Yeah. So, but yeah, I now I will say it'd have been great next time we have Donald Trump host <laughs> and he makes fun of The Rock and The Rock gets up and like, you know, pile drives Donald Trump into the uh, podium. That would be great. There's this other issue and this is I, I don't think Will Smith is necessarily reacting to uh, the remark. I think he's reacting to Jada's reaction to it and Jada his says fear jump. of her. Jada says jump, Will says how high. And those of us who have been in an abusive relationships can see all the fucking signs. And it's like, just because she's a woman doesn't mean she's not an abuser. Abusers can be male or female. Yeah. I know this is shocking I've gotten a lot of like, I've I've gotten some blowback over on Twitter, me voicing this opinion. Because, you know, people like to say, well, you can't be a feminist. Women are snowflakes. And I'm like, the fuck we are. We're people first. We're people first. And we have covered cases where women are monsters, are literal fucking monsters. So don't tell me that there aren't abusers out here that are women. Don't tell me that there aren't women who abuse their children. Also. Who who do terrible fucking things. And what, they're they're angels because of feminism? That no, that's fucking chauvinistic. Also, okay. If it wasn't Will Smith. Mm-hmm. It was Bradley Cooper goes up there and punches Chris Rock. Then it would be a racial thing. Yeah. And no one would be defending Bradley Cooper. <laughs> They'd say, you racist motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, ha- I see it through that lens. Twitter only sees things through race because that's the only lens they can see. Everything's binary on Twitter. Yeah. And you're either on Team Jada or you're on Team Rock and that's it. And I can see the issues all around the circle here, but I do think the problem is Jada Pinkett Smith. Yeah, I do too. That's what I'm saying. And people are like, why are you blaming her? I'm like, clearly she's the one who's at the center of it. Clearly Chris Rock has beef with her. And clearly she has emasculated the shit out of her husband. And he feels really, 
really insecure about that. And I am not attacking people who have alopecia. But I do think you should be able to laugh at yourself. Yes. Okay? Yeah. I know people with alopecia, and they do laugh at themselves. <laughs> you know? Sometimes all you could... Honestly, when you have chronic illness, you have any, any other kind of disease that, that just fucks up your life... Sometimes you fucking have to laugh at it. Otherwise, you're just crying about it all the time. Well, you're a wokester on Twitter. <laughs> okay. Well, I think we've said enough about this. We, we have given our statement, so now you fuckers can be happy. <laughs> we have really important stuff to get to from a woman named Deanna. Okay. She says, she writes, you guys think you're so clever, don't you? You well, both why see... Yes, we do. You both seem to be in love with the sound of your own voice. I am. How it's did most you know? unbecoming. Aww. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna talk like Bane. The fandom is united <laughs> against you. We will cancel you. Your pod will be ashes. <laughs> Deanna, you can't cancel us. We aren't famous. Also, you smell like cat pee, Karen. Come on. I'm barely Twitter famous. <laughs> Clearly, we both live rent-free in your head. So we win. Focus on your cats, on your fan fiction, <laughs> and Febreze your house, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Clean those cat boxes, goddammit. We don't owe you shit. Don't listen to our pod. You don't have to listen. You don't, you don't like it? Go you don't buy have to some Febreze. Febreze <laughs> your own ass. <laughs> I'll say that in Bane voice if you want. Deanna. Diana. Greg asks, I know you guys hate Alex Jones, but is there anything you agree with him on? Is there something he did that surprised or impressed you? Love your pod. I, yeah. I want to say, can I jump in first? Go ahead. Okay. I think we both know what it is. Yeah. Him going to that uh, creepy oak grove, what's it called? Bohemian Grove. Bohemian Grove. Which is where all these elites get together and have luxurious debauchery. That's some ballsy shit because we don't know if they've disappeared people who have, who have tried to infiltrate that before. Alex or deserves whatever. total credit for that. Yeah, totally. I don't give that, a... But that's the only thing. I don't give a fuck about whatever he did after that. I will always give him credit for that. Yeah. You know, I think Alex is a terrible person. But for that, he deserves credit. Yeah. He was right. He, he was right. He, he was, was right. right. And he was ballsy. And he kind of is one of the first people that brought that to the consciousness. Yeah. And we should know more about what's going on at Bohemian Grove. Things like that should not exist, I would argue. I, I was about to say, yes, they should not. Because people are being raped there. We know it. Yeah. There's no way that women aren't being uh, raped and molested there. No way. Or other unspeakable things that and happen when there. we get into jeffrey epstein we're gonna elaborate on this idea that there are two americas and bohemian grove is a prime example of that yeah okay so daisy writes i saw on twitter where michael likes girls with black hair why is he married to you stephanie you clearly are a fat weirdo with a <laughs> with a tranny manny voice he loves feminine goth <laughs> girls like Billy or me. Billy is goth? I didn't know this. Wait, he likes a, a shrill woman that smells like cat pee? No, he doesn't. <laughs> you think this is a shipper? <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> Named Daisy. Usually their name is Karen or <laughs> Becky. Or, it is. Her name is Karen. It's cat pee Karen. Or Sarah Blair. <laughs> or Cortland. <laughs> that's going to that's gonna hurt Adam because he's in love with Cortland. I don't even know who these people are. Okay. Adam's <laughs> going to get so mad and he hears that. Whatever. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, Daisy, you're trash. Bye. <laughs> 
I would rather have my lovely voice than be shrill and awful. So, I mean, there's You think she talks like Grace Randolph? Well, if it looks like Smuckers. Or does she talk like, uh, what's the woman, the Elizabeth Holmes? Oh, she lowers her voice and like, ar, ar. (laughs) What is that? The future. The future. I can't even do it. (laughs) so weird. Gareth writes, is this Gareth Edwards, the director? No. Probably not. Not listen to our podcast. Have you ever heard of the 5G conspiracy theory? Do you think it's real? I don't think 5G is real, but I think there's some truth to the... Explain what this stupid conspiracy theory is first. So 5G is next generation telecom technology. Right. With 5G, the data rate will supposedly be multiplied by, by I believe, a factor of 10. Mm-hmm. Which makes it like 100 times faster or something? Yeah, there have been telecommunication conspiracy theories for years. Yeah. The 5G conspiracy theory is essentially that cell phone towers undermined our immune system, making people sick with COVID. Which is odd because typically the people that believe in this sort of thing think COVID is Is bullshit. fake, yeah. So that's fascinating. Another conspiracy theory claim is that uh, COVID-19 vaccines containing uh, microchips... (laughs) Connect to 5G networks. No. So that the government <laughs> and uh, billionaire philanthropist Bill Gates can surveil our every movement. Now, Bill Gates, when we get into uh, Jeffrey Epstein, he's a sinister guy. But I don't think he's doing this. Now, I will say um, cell phone towers and other other communication towers, even before cell phones, have been known to cause cancer to people who live in the near vicinity of them. So I don't think people, they should not be placed in populated areas just because they can give off a level of radiation. Uh, some of them can. I don't know about necessarily the this particular 5G what is tower. The, do you know the latest data on the cell phones causing brain cancer? Because that, that was a thing for a while. Now I never hear about it. I never hear about it. I think what they said was that it's so negligible. It's the radiation given off of it. Is, it's like the same as you get from going outside. Now, so while baseless, the 5G conspiracy theory has gained such prominence on social media platforms that they were forced to take action and stop its spread after a string of cell phone towers were set on fire. A bunch of them all around the world. Especially in the UK for some reason. (laughs) It was really popular in the UK. (laughs) Fucking blowing them up with C4 and shit. Yeah. At this time, I don't think there's any strong evidence that exposure to RF waves from cell phone towers cause any noble health side effects, as far as I know. Uh, it is also true, though, that there is almost no research on 5G. So. Not on 5G, but they've done it on the other Gs. And those those do have deleterious effects on one's health if you live nearby. So sometimes they put them up like in out in rural areas. And the people who live like the farmhouses and stuff, they can get cluster cancers and things like that. And yeah, I would not want to live anywhere near one of these big ass towers. Just I'm just saying at, from that standpoint, I don't think they're... We- Great for your health. Probably won't know the effects of 5G, the long-term effects yeah. for a very, for quite some time, yeah. I would say. And that's the problem with human beings is that we will invent shit, put it up near people, and then later be like, oh, we, we didn't know that was bad for you. And then and then uh, not deal with it after that and forget about it. Yeah, like, you know, at one time doctors were saying smoking was good for you. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. other other thing, other you know. Oh, they still try to say putting uh, fluoride, which is not the same as the shit in your toothpaste, but the, it raw ass fluoride that are dumped from from uh, plants. 
uh, into our river waters and, and our drinking water. It's totally safe. It's totally safe to drink. It It isn't. It is not. Well, there's also a conspiracy theory about that, which is that fluoride causes submissiveness, that it causes people right. to uh, basically uh, be easily controlled. Yeah, and I don't know if there's any truth to that. I have no idea. What I do know is that it is really, really bad for your health, and it is causing a lot of autoimmune disorders, along with some other pollutants that are in our water as well. But heavy metals are never good for you, ever. Oh, I can cause you to be a little sociopathic. <laughs> <laughs> I can cause brain damage and a glandular damage to your endocrine um, system and stuff. So it's, yeah, it's and brain damage and all that. It's not good. We shouldn't be drinking this shit. How, how, take a sip of water stuff. Uh, <laughs> Noah asked, what kind of person writes fan fiction? This is a good question. <laughs> I have never heard of such a thing until this podcast. It seems very childish and mental. I thought you guys were yanking my chain. The fact that it is real makes me fearful for humanity. Utter rubbish. <laughs> what kind of person writes fan fiction? A person covered in cat piss. What else? <laughs> Look, I've written fan fiction, okay? I'm not proud of it. No, I am proud of it. Uh, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with writing fan fiction as a hobby. Right. It's a writing exercise. Yeah. Okay? Especially if you're using it to Don't make yourself a better Don't give people shit just because they want to write some fan fiction. But when it becomes your entire identity and you form a community of creepy women who write creepy erotica about television shows. It's creepy. It's mm -hmm. disgusting. Mm -hmm. You're weird. You're perverted. We don't like you. Or you're trying to steal that author's work and fob it off as your own. And like, that's not... Well, like Fifty Shades of Grey originally was Twilight fan fiction. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And no, I, it literally no, was. No, it literally is. And I don't even think it should have been published. It's garbage. It is absolute dreck. Everyone has fucking said so. <laughs> Any Anyone with a literary bone in their body is like, what the fuck is this Do shit? Do you think that fan fiction has hurt, let's say, the X-Files? Has, 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 Absolutely. Would the show be better if there was no fan fiction? Fuck yes. Yeah. Why, why, though? Because the people it's attracted are nuts. Well, I think the drumbeat for a relationship between Mulder and Scully would have never happened without the fan fiction movement. But it's also what, and I've said this before, was hap it destroyed the character of Scully because mm -hmm. it, it made her more uh, a traditional kind of male-female romance heroine than a strong, kick-ass, independent woman. Yeah, I always just wanted an acknowledgement and that they had a thing in an untraditional relationship. As we've said before, there's a way to write people mm -hmm. together without ruining the female protagonist. <laughs> exactly. But these writers just were not capable of that, okay? They yeah. just were not. They're not good at writing romance. I'm sorry, they're not. They're great writers. I know. Vince they, could do it. Eh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want him to. And I don't think that's what that's for. I think, look... No, I like the small things and gestures. Those were always what I liked. I think in that the show. Uh, a like, better because it's an acknowledgement. I think that they a have better a romance, going to be honest, is a better call Saul. Yeah, between him and the uh, Kim. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she's written really well, mm -hmm. and their relationship is interesting. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's a great love story, but it's an interesting dynamic. Right, and it's it's an, another relationship that is not traditional. In that sense, and I don't think Mulder and she Scully were ever traditional. She is in love with a very flawed man. Now, there's yeah. an argument to be made that Fox Mulder is also a very kind of messed up person. Yeah. I know some people don't see it that way, but he kind of is. Well, one of my favorite episodes um, that kind of showcases their, or, or, or Mulder's need for Scully and, and 
and how much he he relies on her and actually loves her and misses her is that tattoo episode. Never again. I love that episode. Um, which the shippers hate. Which is funny because it's like he's calling her up all the time because he he just can't be without her. It's a very shippy episode. I know. And I'm like, you guys should love that. But it's one. written by people who aren't shippers. So therefore, it can't be shippy. <laughs> Under the logic of yeah. the crazy cat ladies. No, and I, I like the questions it poses. Like, you know, is their relationship toxic? Is what what's happening between them it's a good thing or not? Construction. Oh no, that scary word <laughs> that Ryan Johnson invented. Is that his episode? No. Why am I? Oh, because he wrote for he wrote for. Um, sorry, he wrote for um, Breaking Bad. Yeah, I, I was getting confused for a minute. Like, he wrote minute. one of the Ozymandias, which is one of the best episodes of Breaking. And he wrote Fly. Which the, one was Ozymandias? That, well, that's the one where Hank gets killed. That, yeah. It's near the end. That was But brutal. he also did Fly. I love that episode. And directed it. Yeah, which a lot of people don't like, but it's... it's what are those called? Like, shoebox episodes or... Uh, bottle episodes. Bottle episodes. Yeah, because yeah, you're in one place and the whole the whole thing... Audience is, is going to be like, what the fuck is Better Call Saul? You should watch it. It's, it's, really good. it's great. It's great. You know what? I don't even think you need to watch uh, Breaking Bad if you haven't seen it. I think no, you, you could don't. just jump into Better Call Saul. You could just watch you it. Don't. Yeah, it's good. Austin writes, tell me a ghost story. Do you guys actually know anything about the unseen world? <laughs> I want to hear something spooky. Okay, demanding person. <laughs> uh, Stephanie, tell Austin a ghost story. <laughs> okay, hold on. <laughs> Uh, we have our own idea of what a ghost story is okay and this is a true story by the way or supposedly true fuck me okay sure. some of your dumbest jokes make me laugh so much. that wasn't a joke i was just i thought he was demanding <laughs> It is an interesting question, though. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Good for you, Austin. Why don't we do more ghost stories? They're hard to tell and make them compelling. That that is that's the short answer. This one is compelling, but this one's interesting. So let's get into it. It's not traditional. (laughs) It's my brand of crazy. (laughs) All right, all right. Here we go. One of the most famous is the eerie case of Emily Sargay, as reported by Scottish-born author and spiritualist Robert Dale Owen in his 1860 book Footfalls on the Boundary of Another World. Emily was born in the 19th century in Dijon, France. She made her living as a schoolteacher. She was pretty, intelligent, likable, and by all accounts, a very good teacher. Supposedly, there was something off about her. It is alleged she had a hard time holding a job because, it seems, she was trailed by a ghostly twin. The plot thickens. (laughs) Doppelganger is a German word meaning double-goer or double-walker. It is also sometimes referred to as a fetch or a wraith, and has been associated with omens of impending tragedy or death. There have been many people who saw their own doppelgangers and died shortly thereafter. Abraham Lincoln once saw a doppelganger of himself in the mirror. He looked like a corpse. His wife believed this was a foretelling of his death. True story. Yes. This young woman, Emily, had been fired from a total of 18 positions because of her doppelganger. Her 19th job was at a prestigious girls' school. It was from here that we get the most detailed accounts. The first appearance of the doppelganger was in a classroom. Thirteen students said that as Emily was teaching, her doppelganger appeared right at her side and imitated all of her movements. Though everyone in the room could see the specter, Emily could not. Emily never saw her apparition. 
Its appearance always seemed to drain her energy. She would become lethargic or drained whenever it materialized. Later, the doppelganger appeared sitting calmly in Emily's chair at the head of the classroom, while Emily herself was outside in the garden. Some brave students attempted to touch the apparition. Their hands passed through her, though they reported feeling a substance like a thick cloth. The phantom twin also appeared while the class went on walks together, trailing the group at a distance, as well as indoors. According to Owen, the phantom was perceptible to all persons without distinction of age or sex, except, of course, for Sergei herself. On another occasion, Emily was sitting in the school hall eating lunch. It was mostly empty at the time, but the few people who were present were alarmed to see the ghostly apparition blinking into existence behind Emily yet again, and started copying her movements as she ate. It was like the doppelganger was phasing in and out of existence, almost like it was another Emily from a different dimension. Some believe that conditions such as schizophrenia or brain tumors can cause a person to manifest a version of themselves or other people. Another explanation is the idea that a person can travel through alternate realities through a process known as astral projection. It's also possible this was some form of bilocation, an alleged psychic or supernatural ability wherein an individual or object is located in two distinct places at the same time. Most teachers would agree it would be useful to be able to be in two places at once, and some paranormal theorists believe Emily's doppelganger may indeed have arisen out of her attempts to be a better teacher and keep a closer watch over her students. There is also what is known as a changeling. Creatures from European folklore believed to be a fairy that has been left in place of a human stolen by the fairies. Mm -hmm. Now, one thing I was thinking about uh, when I was researching this is the uh, Cindy James case. Because what if Cindy James was being stalked by her doppelganger? What? No, no. That's cool. <laughs> no. I love that. There's nothing. You in don't the, believe in doppelgangers. There's nothing in this story. No, I really don't. There's nothing in this story that says the doppelganger was malevolent. Um, I think it was a manifestation of her. Well, it almost seems to me like this has something to do with like another version of her phasing in and out of well, reality. It kind of reminds me of people who are, have natural telekinetic abilities, people who can move things with their well, mind. The idea though, when it, it appears that she withers, that it drains her somehow. That's interesting. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Now, this story, the story is kind of problematic because it is from this one guy, his account, and it's been kind of orally told down. Over and over again. So some people question the validity of it. Yeah. Now it's a very out there story, but there's something about it that I think rings true because of the little details. Because it seems like it's there's a clear narrative through line here with mm -hmm. this woman and this idea of phasing in and out. Which now that seems uh, common. That the last Ant Man movie had something very similar to this happen. <laughs> yeah. It's actually kind of neat. But back then that was not a concept people. Well, had. it was one of the reasons why she had so many different teaching positions is that apparently they would see this other version of her and it would freak people out. And they were like, ah, get rid of her. But it's like it's there in a different time and space. Right. So is it from another dimension or is it something she's manifesting the way people who don't know? Or is it a death omen? But a death omen she had seen apparently for years. There's also some evidence, uh, I was reading something about how she, even as a child, this is going on. Yeah. So that takes it even further. Like, is it a poltergeist? That That is actually interesting. What if it's a ghost that's just taken her form, and that's why it's kind of draining Well, that's her. a doppelganger, mm. if you think about it. Yeah. It's like something that takes your appearance, or changeling, and it's copying you, but it's not you. 
Right. But it's like almost a... Now, this thing with Lincoln, that seems like that's a death omen. That is a death omen. There have been documented cases of people. That's not a doppelganger. There have been documented cases. I mean, it, it, it sounds like a doppelganger, but it feels it's like a death It's a death omen. omen. It's like seeing your fetch. That's what that is. It's like the mm-hmm. John Scheib and Bolin Alley episode. I love that episode. That's where he got that from. He actually got the mythology on that right, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it's something phasing in and out of reality somehow. Maybe taking her form, though. Yeah. But it doesn't appear to do anything sinister. It doesn't hurt anybody. No, no. And there are times when it's mimicking her exactly, and then there are times when it's not doing, it's just standing there. That's what makes me think that maybe it's coming out of her. Like, it's a part of her Because it's draining own. her energy. Yeah, because it's, it's part of her own um, essence or something, if you will. Austin, I hope you're happy. <laughs> that was scary. That was was a, it? That was creepy. That's a creepy story. A whole, I find the whole concept of doppelgangers and changelings very just ugh. So did she believe that there was a thing following her around, or did she, or did Emily? She never saw it. Completely unaware. She was. So she just thought everyone else was full of shit. She did. No, I don't know, but she never saw it herself. Yeah. But they saw it. So yeah. are they all crazy, or is she crazy? I, I don't know. I mean, there are people who can biolocate, and and people who are. I mean, look, we talk about this with yogis. Like, actual yogis who live in the fucking mountains and shit can do things like this. The mountains. Well, the mountains, that's convincing. <laughs> they live I in the mean, fucking mountains, I mean, guy. people who, like, they they go on, like, crazy long-ass fasts that should kill them, and they don't drink no, water or eat food. No, I know what you're talking food. about. I'm that's gi- what I'm talking about. I'm just about. giving you shit. Fine. God. God. <laughs> it was either that or read another question from a crazy X-File fangirl. Oh, give it to me. <laughs> nah, I've deleted them all. They're dead. They're gone. What are they? Are they threatening to to ruin our show again? I burn their fan fiction. It's in ashes. <laughs> X file fandom is in ashes. No one wants to read their pervy fucking shit anyway. You guys and, are fucking predatory. And this predatory. one, Mulder is like fifty, and Scully is twelve, and so gross. They went to Epstein Island, and yeah, that's basically what they're like recounting there as pedophile porn, and I think that's fucking nasty. So we're about to move. And the podcast is going to get back on track because <laughs> we're going to give you a Jeffrey Epstein episode and I am researching it like a motherfucker. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be one of our best. It is certainly the most despicable and disturbing person I think we've covered. Mm-hmm. I think what we do best is tell disgusting stories about disgusting people. That's our brand, basically. <laughs> uh, then we're going to talk about Brianna Taylor. That'll be the one after that. And then there's another yeah. one I'm not going to spoil, but it's it's gross, too. A lot of gross stuff coming Yeah, But yeah, we did this because we just don't have time. We're packing, we're moving. This move is draining my life. It is draining everything. And I am researching because I want to get this right. Yeah. And this is, I I thought that talking about Jeffrey Epstein, I thought I knew everything. I didn't know shit. (laughs) I knew that he died. I thought I knew a whole bunch too. And apparently no. There's a lot more to it. There's so much more to this creepy motherfucker. And his connections to people from both political parties and, and the, the aristocracy in britain and the hollywood elite. yes it's a far-reaching web uh-huh but there are no uh lizard vampire pedophile i mean there are <laughs> pedophiles but there's no satanic lizard people yeah and look i think there are actual you know pedo rings i do think because people humans are or traffic. as they say in the uk pedophile <laughs> yeah i mean th- this has been around for a long time where uh, people have been trafficking human human beings as still a slave people get rich they want to fuck kids that's what happens it's disgusting it, it's sickening and yeah. i will say that's why i think this is the most disgusting case we're we've talked about yet and we talked about albert fish guys we talked about richard trenton chase 
We've talked about some disgusting people. When we get to Jeffrey Epstein, you're going to need to take a shower afterwards because it is vile. <laughs> I, I don't know if we're going to focus heavily on the sexual assaults. We aren't, but there's enough in there that you will still be disgusted. Yeah. Because yeah. you can't separate Right, that. no, no. We're not that's not what I'm saying. I'm we're just gonna saying, talk about the island. There there's a really great documentary on Netflix. Yeah, it's four parts. What's it called? Uh, filthy rich filthy rich because he's disgusting it's really good and that does focus on it but you can go even deeper we're also going to talk about galene maxwell yeah and what a karen she is she's i think she's worse in so many ways because she's, she's a woman yes who is doing this luring to other little girls young girls and girl, they're little girls girls as young as 12 yes he was given to his gifts mm-hmm. but we're going to get into that when we get to that podcast so stephanie where can they find us? You can find us at the Spookies Podcast at gmail.com, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find me at Steffi Halia on Twitter and Stephanie Halia over on Instagram as well. And you can find me, uh, Michael Black, at Agent Bigfoot, where I have a target on my head. The Shipper Alliance is after me and <laughs> wants my head and keeps uh, trying to downvote our podcast. But we get loyal people coming and uh, fixing the review bombing for us by giving us great ratings on Apple Podcasts. I really appreciate if that. If you yes. can tell three people, listen to our podcast and give us five stars, mm-hmm. we would really appreciate it because we work hard on this. I know it doesn't seem like it, but we do. <laughs> and it's going to get harder too. And we're going to bring back the Patreon. There's going to be special Patreon episodes once we get moved in. And those will be shorter, but they're going to be interesting. Yeah. Like what you just saw with the... Uh, Emily here in the doppelgangers. Well, some of the responsibility, well, no, a lot of the responsibility that I've had uh, taking care of my mother who is ill. Will be gone. Yeah. So that will free up a lot of not just physical, it but will disappear like Will Smith's credibility. Capacity, and, I, and it'll allow me to actually work better. Gone like Will Smith's credibility. Oh, shit. <laughs> gone with a smack. I really hope that meant, this is one thing I want to say about the Will Smith shit, and then I'll shut the fuck up. I don't think we talk about men enough who are in abusive relationships with abusive women. I think that gets swept under the rug because people act like women can't do this kind of thing, but we know it exists. Well, it gets swept up under the rug for two reasons. One, men don't want to talk about mm-hmm. it. And two, woke people only want to blame men. Yeah, and, and that's not true. Those are both toxic Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, it's horrible. I have been in abusive relationships. Yeah, yeah, your ex was very abusive. Emotionally abusive. Yeah. And it made me, a, I was not. A, I you was, weren't okay. I was that. not okay. And I was, I wouldn't say that I was abusive, but I was angry a lot. I was because I was being abused. Mm-hmm. And in that constant state, you're easy. You just, you're terrible for each other. You're we in a wrong tr- for each other. Yeah. And you're in a triggered state. It, it's, it's when you, when you suffer that, it kind of gives you almost like a form of PTSD. Sometimes it does. And it, it's hard to overcome and, and you're you're just you're auto you get really resentful and spiteful and you have contempt for the other person yeah and that is not a good place to be your nervous system is you know tightly autonomic regular. yeah autonomic nervous yeah. system that part is tightly keyed into um what we experience emotionally and it can be very disruptive to that autonomic nervous system and make us all out of whack so I really hope uh, Will Smith gets out of that fucking relationship and gets the hell away Big from Willie, her. Big Willie, stop punching people. Get some therapy. Get some therapy. Leave fucking Jada Pinkett Smith and let her just, you know, poison someone That's else. That's the other thing. Get I away from that fucking woman. Please, Twitter, stop demonizing therapy. There's nothing wrong with therapy. Therapy is good. I've been to therapy. Mm-hmm. It is a healing process. Yeah. Trying to act like 
getting therapy is bad or, or that toxic. you can handle it all? That is some Tom Cruise galaxy brain shit. <laughs> that is Scientology. It's also toxic as fuck. You know, it's 2021. Or no, Jesus Christ, it's 2022. We should not demonize mental illness, no. but we should also not glorify it. No. And Twitter loves to glorify mental illness. And everybody's got these things in their bio. They got their pronouns, and they got their are autistic, and their other kin, and they're all these <laughs> weird things. And that's not America. That is a weird space that not real America. It doesn't. I, I talk to people all the time, and it, they're not thinking. They're the like, way "What Twitter the fuck does. are you talking about?" Yeah, they look at you like you have horns. If and you look, we're this. weird. I'm a weird guy, mm-hmm. but that's weird to me. If it's weird <laughs> to me, it's really fucking weird. The other, and, the, and then one more thing, and then I actually really will shut up. Okay. People have said, "Well, why has why Will Smith can just leave at any time? Why hasn't he left? He can just leave." Well, if you've ever been in an abusive relationship, you will know how fucking emotionally manipulative abusers are, and how goddamn hard it is, and also it they play on this reward system on your brain. Now, the abuser doesn't know that, that this is how There's it's working. There's also the issue of the kids, but I say fuck them kids. <laughs> <laughs> That's the meme, literally, fuck them kids. Where, where your your brain gets a kind of serotonin boost after a fight, after a blow-up, after something happens, and it, it just perpetuates this horrible fucking cycle. It is very hard to leave I abusive relationships. I will leave it at this. What we saw with the Oscars was Hollywood dying. Yeah. And that was... It's fading away, it's losing relevance, and it's... And also, celebrities are fucking people just like us, too. Yeah, and that's what Twitter has revealed, is they're just people. They're just people. They're narcissists, like us. (laughs) You know, but we're narcissists, (laughs) according to our trolls, so... (laughs) Oh, my God, having any self-confidence to put on this show is just terrible. Why would I ever think so highly of myself? But they all think that writing fan fiction, everything they write is great. (laughs) And everything I write, I'm like... That's a piece of shit. <laughs> I know. I'm highly critical of everything that we do. And I'm like, ah, I wasn't very like, this. You should read my fan fiction. It's yeah. so great. Most creative people are really hard on themselves and the stuff they make. If they you're are, honest. If you're honest. Yeah. If you're not delusional, <laughs> you know, like celebrities and X-File fan fiction authors and J.K. Rowling, <laughs> all those people, they all in the same group. <laughs> so with that, we will wrap it up. And I hope you enjoy the next two weeks. And we, we will be back with Jeff. Yeah, with disgusting Epstein. We will be talking about Bill and Trump's buddy. The Clintons <laughs> and the Trumps love him. Just foul. Yep. Just foul. Bye bye. Bye. Thank you.